Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, and massive professional wrestling fan. You already know that. I am really thrilled about this weekend that I'm in as I record this episode of Stacking Slabs. Lots shaken on the entertainment side, and I am going to drink it all in, man. Man, it seems like forever ago. When Chris Jericho was on his last run in WWE and he was um, pairing up with Kevin Owens and they had the Festival of Friendship segment on Raw, which I will say might possibly be my favorite segment in Monday Night Raw history. Go back and watch that. It's perfect. Everything about it. It peaks. It hits that story. Um, to its fullest peak, and man, the payoff's awesome. Um, man, I miss Chris Jericho in WWE, but no, I don't. He's in AEW, dominating as Le Champion, the little bit of bubbly, and that demo god. I think about wrestling too much, but that's okay. I'm taking a weekend, and I'm looking out for my mental health. Make sure you all do that too. Life's been busy. Work's been crazy. Uh, On the professional side, the company I work for has a product for K-12 education. It's back to school time. Things are wild. Shout out to all you teachers out there. Shout out to all you admins. Shout out to all you technology coaches and tech admins out there, superintendents. If you're in K-12 education, this one's for you. I know it's difficult out there. It's tough. You're adapting. But that's what we're all doing here, adapting to the current situation and I got to say, got nothing but love for all you people in K-12 education right now. We're looking out for you. And Stacking Slabs supports what you're doing. But I got to say, life has been busy. We've been going 100 miles an hour. So I'm just going to take a step back and, you know, consume myself with all the entertainment. First and foremost, I got to say, last weekend felt a little non-COVID for me, I think, We went out with a group of friends, made sure we were safe, but we had reservations for a Indianapolis steakhouse. And if you know Indianapolis, you know there is more steakhouses per capita probably than anywhere else in the country. That's that's the truth. Indianapolis is a convention city. We've got steakhouses galore. Any type, any way you want to cut it, they're everywhere, all downtown. Um, And what I got to tell you is, you must. You might have heard of St. Elmo's. St. Elmo's is historic. That's the big one with the shrimp cocktail. The ambiance is second to none. It's a special place. If you're ever an Indian, you want to wow your better half or hang out with some friends, that's where you want to go, St. Elmo's. It's a great place. But we, we tried a new place. They just continue to pop up. So me and my wife and a uh, friend and his wife, we went out to Tony's, and it was an Italian steakhouse. I got to shout out Tony's on the pod. Tony's steaks were unreal. I got a New York strip. That boy was seasoned. It was cooked medium, perfect. It was 
just a great time out, you know, socially distanced. They had a great operation going, felt safe the whole time. But man, you can't beat a steak on a Saturday. But this weekend, I've got no plans. And you know why I have no plans? Because there is loads of entertainment. So NBA, nonstop playoffs. It's on loop at my house. My wife might be coming a Luca fan. Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you, the SmackDown, they got the Thunderdome going. So they've transitioned from the Performance Center to more of the NBA look and feel. Good move. They've needed to do that. They needed to evolve. So that's Friday was hoops and Friday was SmackDown. Saturday, got my Pacers in heat. I hope by the time this episode launches, we're not done. It feels like we could, but this team is mentally strong. So I'm hoping they can get one. Miami's really good. Eric's bolster is really good. We're getting killed at halftime. That third quarter, man, Miami's a really, really good team. I, they, they've got it going on right now. Uh, but then I got AEW Dynamite that was preempted to be on Saturday. So I got Pacers, then Dynamite, and then NXT TakeOver. Sunday is a historic day where stars align during COVID. Where Not only do you have NBA hoops from four games, got the Indianapolis 500, baby, near and dear to my heart. Yes, it's unfortunate that it's not gonna, we're not going to be able to attend. However, it's the first time that I will be able to watch it live from my television at home. Usually it's blacked out in Indianapolis for some ungodly reason, even though the darn thing is sold out. Um, but the 500 is happening. My prediction, I'm going to just predict uh, Scott Dixon. It's tough to predict races, but Dixon's a pro. I'm going to go Scott Dixon. SummerSlam, Sunday night, liking what's happening with The Fiend. I'm entertained that they're doing it in the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome is in Amway Center with a magic play. So it's just jam-packed, and I'm thrilled. My wife's hanging out with her friends, and I, she's, she told me this morning she felt guilty, and I said, don't feel guilty. This is like the perfect weekend for me. So I love that. I love just letting all the things I'm passionate about um, be available, and I'm going to sit and consume it. Hopefully you're all doing the same thing, whether it's hoops, wrestling, racing, whatever you're your kicks are hobby content. Hopefully you're getting some time to unwind and do that because um, I think that's important. I think one of the things I want to lead with is just the importance of people. I think you've heard on this show over the course of the last several weeks specifically, talked a lot about relationship building and we talked about from uh, Chris Keller and Top Shelf Breaks and why it's important to break with people that you like. And then um, you know we talked with Josh and Josh and I talked about the deals we made and how much fun it is to just transact with people you know in the hobby. And it's not just on like the the buying into breaks, the the selling, but I think it really is is just finding those people in the hobby who can help you out and you can help them out and having that inner circle and we've talked about that before is really really important. I think people are everything, okay? Like you can't just it's not as much I promise you this, it's not as much fun if you're just going in it alone and you don't have those connections. The more of the right connections you can make, the more fun you will have. And I promise you that. And my tip to everyone out there, and it was a little nugget that I picked up from Josh, but that I believe in um, 100% is that Instagram is a very powerful platform and people are showing off their collections and you start, don't just flip through your feed and just see the pictures, see the process that people have, see what they're about. There's a lot 
you can find by f- analyzing and following someone's Instagram posts. You can see what they're passionate about. You can learn all these things. And if what they're passionate about aligns with something that you're interested in learning about or want to know more on, just direct message them. Slide into their DMs. It's amazing what can happen from just one DM. It can lead to a relationship. And I think that is super powerful. We've got the communication tools and channels. Use them. And that's why I'm loving the hobby hustle combos. That's why they 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 uh, typically get started and just sliding into DMs. And man, I'm having fun with those just as much as you are listening. And thank you all so much for the feedback on those. People are loving them. That re- it really means a lot to me when you know people share the Instagram posts that I have and people comment that they're enjoying it. Again, that's my fuel. I talk about it and I really appreciate it. So thank you for everyone who's doing that. If you're not following me on Instagram, hit that follow button. Twitter, TikTok, you know the drill. If you're liking what you hear on Stacking Slabs, hit the subscribe button. I'm going to ask one thing for everyone. and I, I, I'm not a beggar. I, I don't like begging. But I, I just want to say this. The shows and the downloads, every, all the metrics for success that I could be looking at for Stacking Slabs continues to increase, which, which tells me that the content I'm producing is the right type of content. If you have been listening to Stacking Slabs from the jump, thank you. If you came in midstream, thank you. If you're new, thank you. If you like what you hear, I'm going to ask you one thing. Take some time and don't just do this for me. Do this to anyone else who you are listening to. Go hit the, if you're not already, hit the subscribe button, okay? And leave me a review if you can. If you think I'm doing a good job, leave me a review. Doesn't need to be long. Just do it. I, and I do appreciate that. I'm putting a ton of time and I, because I love it into this every week. And if you could just provide me some of that additional feedback, that would be much appreciated, much respect. Okay, so the main segment here, it's undeniable. I am in football mode, and I'm not coming out of it for quite some time. I'm watching basketball, and I'm thinking about football. That's what's happening. So there is an undeniable parallels in between fantasy football and sports cards. That's a theme that I've been talking about for months now. Okay, now. Football players are practicing. Now people are beginning to set up their leagues. Now you are jumping into football cards. So what I want to do, and this is how I'm going to close out the episode today. I'm going to focus on running backs and wide receivers. And I'm going to look back at their mock drafts from 2019 and where they ended up. So I'm going to take the top 10 running backs in the top 10 receivers from 2019 we're going to go back and look at their average draft position then we're going to look at mock drafts from 2020 and identify where there might be some opportunities and rounds and who I'm looking at and who I like little fun here little outside the box but using some comparative data to drive some decisions and again this isn't me saying Hey, this is what you should do. This is like, hey, I'm trying to peel back the onion on my process, and this is something I'm doing. Listen to what what I'm saying and see if this type of approach or strategy works for you. 
it's not necessarily like here's the players and pick them, but it's here's the process and strategy go follow. You dig? I've been doing a lot of memes. The memes are catching on and I like it. I'm having fun. I'm a creative guy. I have my limitations, trust me, but creativity is not one of them. My mind is racing and I I got to shout out my inspiration, Lamim James. He is the godfather. He is the goat. Shout out to Lamim. Nobody makes me laugh more in the hobby than Lamim. So I decided I'm not trying to compete with Lamim, but I'm trying to extend the Stacking Slabs brand by dropping some memes. So that's a focus of mine. I had one out on eBay selling base prisms to uh, uh, the when you get hit with the fees of Wolf of Wall Street. Go check that one out. That one got some good reaction. Um, and I'm having fun with those, so I'm going to continue to do it. So, Hobby Hustle this Friday. I am talking with Eddie, okay, who is always live with Investacard. So, I'm talking to Investacard, Eddie. Here is how it all translated and how it came to life. It is unbelievable what can happen in one week's time, okay? There has been so much conversation about Eddie just because he puts himself out there and he's a strong opinion and he's a hustler. And people are trying to figure out what's going on with Investicard, what's up with Eddie, what's up with this team, like they're all over Instagram, what are they doing? So here's what happened. So I, you know, I thought like, I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to do a parody of Eddie, throw it up on TikTok. Their team responded, positive, challenge me, why don't you have Eddie on the show? I took it to poll. 86% of you said have Eddie on the show. So that's what we did. I talked with Eddie. This week, the episode is going to drop on Friday. He, of course, was on the go, heading to a card show in Spartanburg, South Carolina. There was a few reception issues. I'm sending it through the ringer right now. Hopefully, they can clean that up. But I thought, think it's a really good conversation. I'll give you additional insight on how Investicard works and um, provide you that information. And that's what I'm trying to do here on Stacking Slabs is reach out to people when people have Questions are uncertain and bring stuff to life. So I'm excited to share that episode with you this Friday. So I posted on Instagram and I think it was in an IGTV about how I know the hobby is a little out of whack right now. And out of whack being there is too much value being put on the PSA 10 base prism card. Too much. And that's an opinion But man, I have a good case study to help validate it. So this past weekend, you all know I like Hollywood Brown. He is one of my most invested players. I'm going to talk about him a little later. I have about 50 Hollywood Brown cards at PSA right now. Really nice Hollywood Brown cards. That's how much I like them. Um, And so I decided, you know what? All these cards are there. I want some slabbed Hollywood Brown. I want some nice slabbed Hollywood Brown just in case these cards don't come back when I want them to. So I went and did some searching. I found a gold PSA 9 prism of Hollywood Brown on eBay listed for $350. Gold prisms, baby. Out of 10. 10 of these puppies exist. I shot the seller an offer for 300. He accepted, deal done. To me, based on what I think Hollywood Brown is capable of this season and what type of pro he's going to be 
with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, with a coach like John Harbaugh, with a team like the Baltimore Ravens, I said, this is the deal of the century for me because I believe so much in him and I think his ceiling is so high. So I checked that. I was pumped about that. I'm still waiting on the card. But I monitored the next day a PSA 10 base prism of Marquise Brown went for $202.50. Are you kidding me? That gap in between a gold prism PSA 9 and the PSA 10 base, I feel like I stole something. So to me, that's crazy. People aren't looking at the cool cards. People aren't looking at the parallels. People aren't looking at the cards that are going to have more value over time. There are so many people in the market that are just looking at the base level stuff at PSA 10 form. That is crazy. So if you got cards, base, prism, PSA 10s, no matter what sport, it's a good time to sell. This is what people are searching for. And it makes sense, right? Because people are coming back into the hobby and these are the cards they're seeing and this is all they know. And to them, from an introductory format, that the base prism, PSA 10, of, regardless of the player, is the cards people want to start out with. It's like the starter kit. I was there. I've sold those cards. But that's crazy. If you're a smart buyer right now, you're, you're look, thinking outside the box and you're looking outside of that. But that is a crazy story that I just wanted to share. All right, football. I can't believe it. We are nearing kickoff. It is crazy. We're like three weeks away. I can't wait. I'm optimistic. I hope everyone stays safe. But I think, you know, it's it's time to watch some football, baby. Let's let's see those guys hit the field. I think one of the things that we all should be doing, especially finding opportunities in the card market, is being really, really smart and diligent with the research, right? So there's no preseason this year. So how can you gather information and data from people. Well, one thing I did was I went and found the beat writer, main beat writers of every NFL team and just hit follow on Twitter. Um, I put up a tweet about that and my man, John, Japes3522 on Instagram, who let it rip last week. We all heard that. It made me laugh. He made fun of me because I put something about follow your local papers in the tweet and he said, who reads papers? Well, the intent was people on Twitter. He got it. Um, but that's one thing that's easy that you can all be doing. The other thing is, is just like follow your fantasy guys. Like I think, you know, they have insights and data on players and the smart ones like that will give you a leg up as, as you're researching. So the content that we'll all be talking about at the end of the episode kind of falls on the lines of just looking into some of these guys and historical data, but that's an easy hack. I think we can all be looking at and just hit the follow button. It's going to give you a wealth of information about people that are watching these guys on the field play and without preseason, it's an easy hack. The mosaic hobby box of football is going for $700 right now. Okay. That is what is happening with football. It's crazy. It is at an all-time high. And I'll tell you, if the hobby box prices for Mosaic are where they're at right now, it's only an indication that the singles and individual cards are only going to continue to increase. So I think that's something to take note of. For me, man, ripping packs is fun and I love it. But think about this, okay? So you rip a, a hobby box of Mosaic, inevitably you're going to get some cool cards, right? Then what's your process? Are you going to flip those singles? Are you going to keep them? Are you going to wait? have to wait and send them off to PSA, BGS, or SGC for grading? Like, 
what happens then? Does the player get hurt? Like to me, while we all have our own opinions on how we'd want to spend $700, I'd rather just put it into a Kyler Murray card, right? Because that's someone I'm collecting and then investing in, and I'd rather do that than spend $700 on a game of risk with Mosaic. That's my opinion. I love rip and wax, but man, I think there's a lot of opportunity with just buying singles and buying cards right now before the prices get too wild. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm learning my hobby path. I'm on that next evolution and that next turn. And you all should be thinking about that too. Don't stay and stick with the status quo. Status quo syndrome sucks. And we, I don't, no one on stacking slabs that is part of the stacking slabs family is allowed to have status quo syndrome. Status quo syndrome is just sticking into that PSA 10 base model and just buying those all day. Like, don't do that. There's so many other cool things you could be doing. And that's what I'm doing. I'm evolving. I'm buying cool cards. I'm looking in sets. I'm finding out what cards matter. Scarcity is sexy to me. Okay. That's a headline. Scarcity is sexy. I love the serial number cards. It is just such a part of psychology and human nature to want things that are limited. And I am a limited guy. I've been buying limited vinyl, limited wrestling items forever. Why wouldn't I not buy limited cards? That's protection. When there's only so many of these cards, it makes them cooler to me. And that's what I love. And that's why I'm focused on the parallels in the sets right now. And that's why I'm trying to sell off my base because I want these cool cards. And that's what they are. They're cool. So just make sure you're digging into product sets. There's so much fun stuff out there. Dig into prisms, not just the base stuff, okay? The silvers are great, but not just the silvers too. Like there's other things you can be looking at. One of the other evolutions I'm working on right now is the balance of buying raw and subbing versus buying slabs. Here's a couple of notes for me. I have spent the last several months buying a ton of raw cards and based on my research and assumptions and buying them when I think they are as close to the floor as possible. And inevitably, like when I'm building my, con- my, my hobby plan and strategy, the one thing I'm trying to avoid are obstacles in my way that impede me from having fun, okay? Because everything I do in the hobby, the, the ultimate goal is to have fun. And one of the things that is not fun for me is buying raw cards on any platform. And if they do come back, they're not, they don't look like the cards that I looked at in the images. And then basically the cards are worthless to me. So it puts you in the position of being like, damn, like the seller had no information about this surface scratch on the card. I couldn't see it in the pictures. What What's up with that? And that's not fun. Okay. And so then you're, it puts me in the position of saying, okay, well, I just spent 15 bucks on this card. I'm not going to send it into grading because it might not even get a nine because the scratch is visible. Like, do I go message the seller and ask for the return? That's, that's too much time. I don't want to do that. It's already too much time to like clean the cards and put the bulk together and send it to PSA or wherever. So that to me is just like a big, like, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna not buy raw cards, but I'm. I'm taking a little bit of a break because I don't like to deal with disappointment, especially in the hobby. People have ill intent, and people are looking to screw you. Okay, I know you have to have thick skin when you're buying raw cards, and it's just a part of it. 
But again, to me, buying slabs is way more fun. Okay, it is more expensive. But again, like if you're buying a slabbed card and it's of a player that you think has high upside and potential to grow, you're eliminating all of these steps along the way and all of this uncertainty like of not only buying the card, it being the condition you like, getting the card ready for submitting, sending the card away, waiting, paying for submit, paying for that. And then the, it's a gamble to see what the card is going to come back. Believe me, I'm never going to stop subbing, but man, I'm never going to stop buying slabs because that to me is way more fun than everything else. And then the final thing that I'm really looking at, actually, yeah, the final thing is just retail, man. There's some crazy stuff going on at retail from people waiting in line, people buying up all boxes, like, you know, all this stuff with retail. And I got to say, like, if that's your thing, more power to you. But I'm not about that hunt. Like there's too much risk involved with spending all of that time going out to hunt product and hope that it's there. And then when you get product, rip product, and it's actually going to be something that you like. Okay. Like look at Chronicles, man. I get it, man. New basketball product, whatever. There's some cool rookies, but like, I'm not about like spending like, you know, all eight hours a week hitting like 20 different Walmarts to try to find Chronicles so I can get an Anthony Davis silver prism. I'm not about that. If I want that card, I'll just buy it. So like for me, an evolution is like, yeah, if I'm out at Target, if I'm out at Walmart, if I want to make a trip to check it out every week or two and it's there, cool. But I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I think by thinking about new product release and at retail and all the time you're putting into going and trying to find it, that's distracting me from my ultimate plan. And I don't like things that distract me. And to me, that's not fun either. That's not like the, there's no thrill of the hunt for hobby for wax for me. Like, yeah, if it pops up, it's great, but it's not worth the amount of time. So those are my mentality. Buy cool cards, buy slabs, more safer investment. And just not focusing on the madness at retail. Again, the most important thing right now for me is my time. It is valuable. I'm spending a lot of time on cards. I'm spending a lot of time doing stacking slabs, which I love. There's so many, so many, so much time I have. I've got to be a husband. I've got to be a pro at work. I've got, I need time for myself. So I think that's just the evolution. I think those are some thoughts that I just wanted to share out of the gates. There is so many underrated products in football and underrated singles and things that are happening. Just wanted to shout out just some things that I'm seeing right now that I really, really like. So one of those is select singles. So football select, I think is one of those products that can really see see a jump. I think the field level silvers are really, really awesome. And I think our cards that are going to continue to see growth. I bought in July a load of Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Browns might be mentioned here more than a, a Seku, so get ready. We should do a meter count. Um, if there's any hardcore dedicated listener to Stacking Slabs that wants um, to be in the Stacking Slabs Hall of Fame um, and maybe has some cool technology to figure this out, it'd be cool to do a, a Seku, which he hadn't been mentioned in a while, a Seku versus Hollywood um, meter count on who who has the most mentions. 
but I bought some Seikus. So some field level sil- silver Seikus in July for eight ninety nine raw. Those cards are long gone at PSA right now. Now those cards have jumped to seventeen oh eight, which I still think is a good buy. I really do, based on my expectations of the market. So I, I saw some cards for sale up for or just sold for seventeen oh eight field level silver select of uh, Hollywood Brown. I again, I think that's a good price. But you compare that to the RJ Barrett um, courtside silver, and one just had a best new offer. Um, get sold for $399. Like, come on, give me a break. So you're telling me that more people, more people should find value in an RJ Barrett card that much more than a um, comparative set of Hollywood Brown. The Hollywood Brown is way more of an exciting upside opportunity. I know the NBA market's bigger. Give me a break. That's crazy to me. So I think that's something you should be doing. Look at the parallels between players and sets across sports, and it'll, it starts to open your mind for uh, some opportunities. Again, like select the numbered, like the numbered stuff, the checkerboards. Like I love that stuff. Like I bought a Kenyon Drake rookie of twenty five checkerboard for thirty bucks. Okay, Kenyon Drake is going to if that kid can stay healthy. That Arizona offense is lightning. You all know how much I think about them. That guy's going to be in the end zone all year. 30 bucks for a rookie card that looks cool, and there's 25 made. Give me a break. That card's at PSA right now. Give me a 10, baby. The other thing is Topps Chrome Refractors. I think with football cards, there's so many cool rookies with Topps Chrome Refractors. So many. I am borderline obsessed right now at finding guys that I like that have tops chrome because I think they're really, really undervalued. Those are some other things. So I think that's one thing. It's like Prism's probably going to be, you know, the king. Just that's what people are going to know. Mosaic's going to pop. But like two, contenders, man. Contenders cards are awesome in football. Just make sure you're doing some uh, digging in, and I think that's really important. All right, so let's talk about let it rip. I was so pumped about that last weekend. And again, I'm excited that it's not, not happening again this weekend. So we got another let it rip. Again, if you want your voice heard, email an audio of your take stacking slabs at gmail.com. Just drop me a voice memo. It can be about something you like, something that's pissing you off, something you think the Stacking Slabs family will benefit from. My man Zahn with Wrestling With Cards dropped one for me this week. If you're not listening or checking out Wrestling With Cards and you're a wrestling fan or thinking about wrestling cards or into wrestling cards, go go to his YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button. He had an awesome take. Let him share that now. So my man, let it rip. Good brother Bray. What's happening? This is Zan from Wrestling With Cards. You wanted people to let it rip? Well, I'm here to shoot, so to speak. These people want to talk about their TJ Warrens, their Bowl Bowls, insert other random jabroni's name that somebody on Patreon told them to go by. Meanwhile, I want to talk about Hulk Hogan. I want to talk about Ric Flair. I want to talk about Steve Austin. How about The Rock? There's these established wrestling legends cards, rookie cards, autos, serial numbers. People aren't even giving them a chance. They're out here throwing around money, big time money, on these random NBA or baseball or NFL prospects. Meanwhile, they have established legends. They're only going to go up in value sitting on the sidelines in wrestling cards. 
And let me tell you something else. I'm seeing these grown men out here complaining about pricing. Cards are too expensive. Retail shortage. I can't go buy a blaster box. Well, how about you switch to other ways of revenue? How about collectibles, trading card games such as Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering? How about get another job or get out of the hobby? And let me tell you something about the hobby on social media. It's nice to see everyone's cards, their big hits, but anybody can pull a card out of a mailer. Anybody can hold a phone with a camera on just gazing over cards. Come on, guys, bring some original content to social media with your cards. Brett, thanks for giving me the platform. You guys can check out me on social media. Just search Zan Morning. Check me out on Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And as always, the pleasure is all yours. Good day. I think that's so uh, so much fun, and I, I like where his head's at. I think you know he he is a super passionate guy. Um, really like his thought process. He's one of the guys that I engage with probably top ten percent on all accounts. So make sure you go check out his stuff. And again, if you want to let it rip, email me stackingslabs@gmail.com. All right, content. You know I talk about the same content people because I like their stuff. So, you know, whether it's Jordan with Sport Card Analytics, he uh, dropped a new episode this week that's awesome, just breaking down segments of the market and players and how to look at that. Kyle at Wax Museum, he dropped one on the BGS uh, Black Label, anything House of Jordans related, always a supporter of that. Tim from Mountain State Cardboard, good stuff happening with that show, listening to every week, been listening to Lefko. Go check out Lefko's episode with uh, Dan Soder, who's on Billions. It was funny. I've li- I've heard uh, Dan on so many wrestling podcasts that I've listened to. It was, it was cool to hear his story on the sports side. Um, had so much fun listening to that. But what I'm going to start doing is maybe start putting out what my favorite piece of content is for the week. I'm always going to be hyping all these people that I really like. But one thing I want to do is just be like, hey, this is one a piece of content that you know really got me to think a little bit. And I got to shout out my man, Andy, the sports card investigator with my favorite piece of content for the week. And it was something that I thought I knew I was doing right until I watched his video. And he put one out on how to sell sports cards on eBay. And it was the best tutorial I've ever seen. So definitely go check out his YouTube channel. Go watch the video. Hit the subscribe button. Like his post. But it was so helpful. And the big takeaway for me was the photography element and how he was using the iPhone to make the cards show up in a bigger and better way than ever before. I think that's really, really good. And I think that's something everyone would benefit from. So make sure you go check out, support his channel. On the music side, I got to shout out my 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 man, he's from Mississippi. He just re- released another album. It's Dent May with Late Checkout. Go check out Dent May on Apple Music, Spotify. This guy is just a dream. He is just such easy listening to. You can tell he's inspired by maybe some Beach Boys and all this, but I love Dent May. I've seen him several times live. The one time that stands out is I saw him at a bar in Cincinnati, and he was on the bar with his back on the bar, with swinging the microphone, singing his songs, and his music rules. So make sure you go check out Dent May. All right, on the buys this week, again, none of this should sound unfamiliar because I've been talking about these types of cards and players for a while. But a Devontae Adams 2014 Chrome Blue Refractor PSA 10 Prism for $160. It's crazy. 
but I saw another listing pop up after I bought this card for $400. I think it was $399. Someone's trying to sell that after I just bought this card for $160. So the football market is people are being aggressive right now, but get in, buy your cards you like right now. I bought a Mike Evans Topps Chrome Mini Black, 18 of 25, Encore Auto, BGS 9.5 for 225. The mini cards, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it, but for me, Mike Evans is like, if you listen to what Josh said, he's going to break the record for most 1,000-yard seasons to start his year. He is going to be featured all year. He's Tom Brady's primary target. Chris Godwin's another one, but Mike Evans and, you know, anytime a card's of 25 of a player who I just think is tremendous, I'm going to be, I'm going to look at it and consider it. So that card, I'm excited to get that one. The other, I bought another Devontae Adams, so 2014 Topps Chrome Pink Auto rookie card of 75 for 119. Devontae Adams, baby, he has the chance to get the most targets out of anyone in the NFL. I know he had a little scare on uh, at training camp already, but he's okay. He's a baller, man. I love Devontae Adams and thinks he's super undervalued. And it wouldn't be a buy segment without putting some money into my favorite player right now in the hobby. And you know that already. It's Kyler Murray. I bought his 2019 Premier Level Blue Checkerboard Prism of 149 BGS 9.5. And I did not put the price in on that. I think I ended up buying that for 300. But again, man, I'm high on Kyler. Big, big Kyler guy. So I'm going to continue to buy him up because his prices, I think, are going to explode. Part of the way I'm funding these buys right now are through sales of base prism slab cards. The market is hot. Sell into the hot market. Get your money. Put them into cool football cards that are about to explode. Keep your money in the hobby, baby. Makes it makes the world go around. All right. So rounding it out, let's, let's round turn four since uh, we got the Indy 500 going here. So this is a segment that I, I was thinking about. I think there's been a lot of conversations regarding the um, connection between fantasy football, DFS, football cards, Inevitably, more people are going to enter the hobby than ever on the football card side because people are talking cards. It's more fun than fantasy football. You're more in control of your own destiny. You can choose the players who you want to invest in. And so I think for all of these reasons, there's going to be tons of people that are fantasy focused, but also interested in football cards. I sent out an email this week to my fantasy league that I'm the commissioner of, getting it going, and it really like spurred the thought process of of this exercise here. So what I did is I looked at NFL mock drafts from 2019. I used Fantasy Pros for results data. And this is standard scoring 10-team model. So basically, really the goal of what I was trying to do was look at where these players were from a running back receiver position. Look at where they were mocked in at last year and then look at what was the final results and identify where are rounds, where there are opportunities and apply that to what's happening with 2020. We're all in the process of about to fantasy draft our football teams right now. Why not apply what you're doing to sports cards? And so I think 
as I walk through this, it'll get us all to think about where there might be some opportunities. Okay, so let's let's look at this first. In 2019, the top running backs, standard 10 team, according to Fantasy Pros, the top 10 running backs goes as follows. Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Saquon Barkley. That was the top 10. All right, now let's check this out. Let's talk about from a mock draft perspective or from an average draft perspective, where were these guys, where did they end up being drafted? Okay, so CMC, he was around the three spot last year. So first round, first round pick coming in at the top. That makes sense. Derrick Henry drafted 40th in the fourth round. Jones, around 37 in the fourth round. Zeke Elliott at four. He was drafted uh, second overall. Cook, second round, six pick 16. Nick Chubb, second round, pick 18. Eckler, who finished seventh, round 12, pick 119. Mark Ingram, round five, pick 48. Chris Carson, round seven, pick 65. Barkley, who finished 10, was usually pick number one. Okay, this is what this tells me, is that the running back position, there's only three guys that were projected drafted in the first round that ended up finishing in the first round. So that should sound some alarm bells for everybody. That should tell everyone that it is highly unlikely that the top 10 running backs in your league are all going to finish in the top 10. Here's some names for you. So with only three of those guys finishing or were drafted projected first rounders, Here's some guys that didn't sniff that top 10. Le'Veon Bell, Alvin Kamara, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, James Conner, Melvin Gordon. None of those guys sniffed that, okay? So that's something to think about. Now look, let's look at wide receivers. So wide receivers went as follows. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Connor Cup, Julio Jones, Devontae Parker, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown, okay? Michael Thomas, makes sense, drafted 12, round two. Godwin, 53, round six. So Godwin on the card side, man, if you're buying Godwin last year, you're making some money. Kenny Galladay, 46, round five. Cup, 47, round five. Julio, 13, round two. Parker, undrafted. Cooper, 30th, round three. Mike Evans, 25, round three. Hopkins, first rounder, seventh. A.J. Brown, undrafted. So I think this leads me to think that because Chalk says that running backs and receivers, where they're projected to be drafted right now, there's a highly unlikely chance that those guys are going to have the types of seasons as projected in bulk. And there's a more likely scenario that guys in later rounds are going to have big impacts because it happens every year in fantasy. And not only if this happens in fantasy, that means for us, there's opportunity with sports cards. So based on this research and data of these guys 
where they were projected to be drafted last year, where they ended up. The My main takeaways and what I saw is there are some money rounds. And the money rounds that I think can be applied to sports cards this year are rounds five through seven. Okay, so within that set of all of those guys, there was a lot of guys that were drafted in the five to seven mark, five to seven rounds that I think are going to be huge impact players, but might not be getting the recognition and credit for whatever reason. So what I did next after doing this homework is, and this is, again, everyone, I'm doing the work and I'm showing it to you. The punchline is you need to do the work. Do the work. That's the theme. Do the work because I don't want to be telling you what to do. You do the work and you find what you like. But here's what I like. So I did some digging and I looked at the um, some mock draft data for this year. We're all about to draft right now. So why not when we're drafting, think about sports card opportunities. And here's what I'm finding. So to be draft, he's, he's being projected in the fifth or early sixth. Terry McLaurin, I, I know I've talked about him a lot. I know he's, he, he went to my alma mater at high, in high school. I'm a big fan of Terry. I'm PC and Terry. That's kind of one of those things I'm looking to do. But, and I know there's some uncertainty, right, with Haskins. But this guy, I mean, look at what he did. He's a freak of nature. Look at what he did his rookie year with not a lot of help from the quarterback position. Say what you want to about Haskins. There's a lot of optimism there. But then I'm not just looking at Haskins. I'm looking at you've got a guy like Kyle Allen who Ron Rivera brought in. Got Alex Smith, who's getting some reps on the field. So just think of, imagine that. If Alex Smith could get on the field and be able to throw the ball to Terry McLaurin, game over, right? That's that's what I think. <laughs> so I'm big on Terry. I think, you know, he is projected in the fifth or sixth round. I think he's going to be more valuable than that. You can buy his PSA or you can buy his raw base prism now for 15 bucks. So based on all of this, analysis it it would not be lost on me to see terry in the top 10 receivers this year if terry was in the top 10 receivers at the end of this year his cards are going to jump duh another guy i like and again his i believe his draft position is falling back maybe because of the quarterback position and i know that goes against the grain of what i talk about when i'm researching guys is i look at their quarterback and their offense first but like for me, I kind of like like what I see here, just based on the player and the player profile, and that's Keenan Allen. So he's he's projected at six or early seven, and you got to take these all these factors, card prices, projections, all this into account. This guy this year is going to hit six hundred career receptions, seven thousand yards, and forty touchdowns. He's done this with injuries. This guy is a baller. I did some research. His X-Fractor Chrome rookie sold for eight bucks this week. His Prism rookie sold for eight bucks this week. Say what you want to about Tyrod Taylor and Keenan Allen, that combo. Keenan Allen's a baller. And that to me is too cheap to pass up. Opportunity. And you know it's not a segment without me calling out my man Hollywood Brown. So he's projected in the seventh round. I think Hollywood Brown has top five potential. So much upside. If he's put on mass. He's faster than ever. He's he's bulked up. 
I think he's going to be a huge target for uh, Lamar Jackson this year. You already know that. Um, he got seven touchdowns this year. Last year, go back and look look at the film the week one last year and tell me Hollywood Brown's not a baller. His base prism has gone up a little bit, but 15 bucks will get you in. Those are three guys that I like in that five to seven range, and I like their card prices a lot. Running back, for me, a little bit more difficult. There's only one guy in those range that I thought deserved the attention to talk about. I think last year on the rookie running back side, a lot of the attention was on Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs, both really good players. But I think one of the guys that got lost in the mix a little bit was Devin Singletary. So Devin Singletary right now is projected, you know, anywhere between um, the sixth and the eighth round or sixth and the seventh round. You can buy his base prism right now for $5. Okay, five bucks here. here, And I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, Oh, well, they drafted Zach Moss, okay? This whole like narrative around just because a team drafted a rookie running back doesn't mean that existing guys can't produce. The Colts have already named Marlon Mack the starter and have said Jonathan Taylor is going to compete and they're going to play in tandem. Zach Moss, I'm not worried about Zach Moss taking a bunch of reps from uh, Devin Singletary. They're going to split reps. But Buffalo pounds the ball. Last year, they were ranked fourth in overall uh, running. They rushed the ball for 128 yards a game. That's not going to slow down. They're going to continue to hand the ball. What I like about Singletary, he, and he was not featured last year, and he, was, he had 151 attempts. But what I like most about Singletary is that he had five yards a carry. Yes, his hands might not be great, and maybe that was an area he needs to improve on. But I like him a lot. I think he's a hard worker. Everything I've studied on him is positive. And for five bucks, come on. Like, that's high upside to me. So I think, like, that is something that's super important that you all should be thinking about when you're drafting players. Look at where people started off before a fantasy year. Look where they ended up and look at where the money rounds are where you might be able to find players that you you can go, that excite you, and you you go in and you invest in some of those sports cards. I hope you liked what you heard here on Stacking Slabs. Hopefully you learned something. I have so much fun doing this. I have so much fun connecting with you. This this has turned into an awesome outlet for me. I want to thank all you so much. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. Do whatever you can to support Stacking Slabs and what I'm doing. I do appreciate that. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Happy collecting and happy investing. And we will talk to you real soon. 